This old-time radio program was originally aired live, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. We hope, however, that any variance in audio quality will not take away from your pleasure in listening to this, one of the all-time favorite shows. Say what you will, radio studios. It's here in hot and muggy Mesa, Arizona. Uh, we are home of America's Audit, by the way. Am I allowed to even say that? Will I get banned from every social media platform in America for saying America's Audit? Hmm. I don't know. With today's uh, social media climate, yeah, it's a good chance. There's a good chance, but I guess we'll find out eventually. Uh, this is the Backyard Politics program. Uh, if, uh, you know, if you want to be here, uh, you can always call in. If you want to be part of the conversation, the number is 602-475-2000. Uh, you can use the chat as well, just like uh, conservative Texan is using, Nan is using. And uh, I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, so did you guys see this women prisoners in California are tired of Californians trans prisoner law? Yep. They're tired of being abused by biological men in prison. Huh? Who would have seen that coming? Uh, well, there's a new disease out there that we should all be terrified about. It's called none other than the monkey pox. <laughs> Hmm. That's exactly right. How about them sound effects? Uh, yeah, the monkey pox. More than 200 people across 27 states have possibly been in contact with monkey pox. Hmm. If you haven't seen the pictures of that, uh, go to DuckDuckGo and uh, search monkey pox. We'll get into more of that story in a bit, but uh, also Governor Newsom is inviting homeless people from other states to come to California to chase the California dream. The California dream. <laughs> what is that? What does that even mean? I remember that song, California Dreams, uh, or, or something. It was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Uh, California has the highest increase in homeless people in the country. In fact, it's higher than the other 49 states combined. And he wants more of them, more homeless people in California. You know, that's Gavin Newsom for you. I don't know if he'll be around long. We'll see. 
Uh, we'll see, but I'll get to the details of that news in, uh, a bit later in the show. But first, a quick programming note. I will not be posting or going live on my other channel for quite some time. Uh, I'll update everyone as time goes on. That being said, feel free to share this video, like this video, and subscribe to the channel. And please, as always, click the reminder bell. Now, this is how uh, we can be heard currently. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and anywhere podcasts can be heard. Plus, we are simulcast on goodtalkradio.com. And finally, you can listen to every episode. Uh, let me get my let me get ready here. Every episode on say what you will radio.com. Yeah, see that? See, uh, look at this. Graphics out the wazoo today. Uh, you can listen to every episode uh, by demand or on demand at saywhatyouwillradio.com, and that's where you're going to find our merchandise and, again, our amazing sponsors. That's right. I do want to give a big shout-out to Dave the Trucker. Keep safe, my friend, and please stay away from anyone with the monkeypox. Again, if you want to join the conversation, the number is 602-475-2000. And, of course, the line's open. We just started the show. But uh, this is a story that doesn't seem to be getting much airtime. But I found it interesting. This was from Newsmax. Dick Morris. Dick Morris. He used to be uh, an advisor to Hillary Clinton, I believe. Hillary Clinton. How about that? Uh, Dick Morris is saying that Biden aides are attacking Kamala Harris to prevent her from invoking the 25th Amendment. That's interesting. We're not hearing much about this on the news, so I figured I would share it. President Joe Biden's aides are leaking stories criticizing Vice President Kamala Harris because they are concerned she will invoke the 25th Amendment in an attempt to remove the president from office. This is, again, according to Dick Morris. Speaking on the Cats Roundtable radio show on WABC 770 AM, hosted by John something or other, Morris explained his rationale behind his thinking by referring to a recent article in the New York Times that, uh, quote, talks about how Harris is not ready for prime time. She was antagonizing her staff. She screwed up on the trip to the border, as well as other negative items about her. Yeah, that's interesting. Eh, you know, Dick Morris might be onto something there because they sure are. Hey, Jennifer's in the room. How you doing, Jennifer? Good to see you. A little different setup here today. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Morris might have a point there because, man, they sure were trashing her and the media was spreading that story like wildfire about the fact that uh, her entire office and staff is in shambles. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Morris, a former advisor to President Bill Clinton and uh, maybe Hillary, too, uh, said that he can uh, deduct this from his experience in Washington, that the leak of the story must have undoubtedly come from the Biden forces. Morris said, yeah, and he's he was kind of a scumbag. So he knows how to think like that. So. Again, he might be onto something. Uh, Morris said that this makes sense because the rumor I keep hearing from sources close to the White House is that Biden is getting worse. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I mean, come on. I got another story right after this that uh, there was a. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, there was a. Uh, uh, the media is pushing another. I'll, I'll get to that in just a bit. So give me one second here. Let me catch up. Uh, the dementia is really becoming noticeable and harder to control and harder to camouflage. Yeah, he's been. Did you see him ordering the ice cream? 
That's all you got to. Yeah. Go back and look for the video of, uh, of Biden trying to order a double scoop. I believe there may be a move coming to invoke the 25th amendment again or against Biden and replace him with Harris. Well, they got to do it because they're going to lose the house and they got to do it before they lose the house because Nancy Pelosi She's the one that's got to invoke the 25th Amendment, and then Harris has to sign off on it, and then good old Joe is out on his keister. That's how it works. So without Nancy in the speaker chair, it's not going to happen. So they're going to have to make a move pretty soon. Uh, In order to defend against this possibility, which Morris indicated might increase, quote, Biden's people are pushing back against it by shooting at Harris and saying that she's not really ready to be president and she isn't she isn't she's kind of a cackling buffoon he emphasized that a careful reading of new york times story clearly points to the sources leaking the information had to have come from biden's aides, stressing that quote the only reason for them to do that is to push back against the 25th amendment coup morris added that quote the democrats are realizing they're cooked in 2022 exactly right They will lose the House. The Senate, they might also lose, Dick Morris says. I think they're going to lose the House, and I think the Senate's going to be pretty darn close. But there's a chance they might lose one or two seats in the Senate, so we'll see. How about they might lose the governor of California? Wouldn't that be something? I think that there is a sense of panic among Democrats about the electoral prospects. Yeah, I think a lot of people are thinking that, too. Uh, Dick Morris. I think so. I really do. Let's uh, let's catch up on a couple comments here. Uh, let's see. We what do we got? Aha, uh, uh-huh. California Dream. Yeah, I remember that song. I'm. Uh, let's see. I'm good. I will stay in Texas with the Texas Dream. I'm with you on that. Conservative Texan. I wouldn't leave Texas if I were you, especially. To head west. Uh, come on, September 1st, Constitution carry and Texas suppress bill. Beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, oh, the Beach Boys. Was that who sung that? California Dreaming? I thought it was like more of like a Mamas and Papas or something like that. It was like more of a hippie tune. But maybe I'm wrong. Uh, what else? We got uh, conservative Texan says Biden gets the 25th. Harris becomes Prez. Nancy becomes VP. Then Harris... Uh, Harris Clinton. Oh, hmm. interesting uh, synopsis you got there, conservative Texan. So you're saying that Biden, he gets booted. He gets kicked out on his wallet. Harris becomes president, which she would. You think Nancy Pelosi's going to give up the uh, Speaker of the House role, do you? You don't think she'll name some other putts to become the VP? That's a good one. She might throw... Uh, Maybe she'll throw Hillary Clinton into the VP. I don't even know how that works. I guess you just appoint somebody or maybe, maybe she does get bumped up. I don't know how that works. Uh, Oh, I see. Oh, whoops. Yeah. I see Clinton. Ah, gotcha. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, Jennifer says uh, conservative Texan 1845. I'm ready to move to Texas or Tennessee. Yeah. You know, Jen, you got to get out of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has become a uh, a mecca of stupidity. Let's put it that way. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, angry conservative. He's in a room. How you doing? Angry. Hope you're doing well. Conservative Texan 1845. Actually, Harris would get to put whoever she wants in at VP. That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. I didn't want to. I am not exactly. I'm not caught up on how all that works. Uh, it was the mamas and the papas. Okay. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, both uh, places are great, Jennifer. That's right. Tennessee or Texas. That's right. All my exes live in Texas. That's why I hang my hat in Tennessee. Uh, Jennifer says, I'm so over it here. Oh, man, I'm telling you what. I am too. I am too. And I'll tell you what, Arizona, you know, it's kind of on, it's teetering. It's teetering. So we're going to see uh, this next 2022 election. Hopefully, uh, my friend, uh, Carrie Lake will be elected governor. That would be phenomenal. And uh, we'll see what happens. They've got to shore up the election process here in Arizona. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But uh, all right, back to the stories. Uh, unscripted remarks. This is from the press. I believe this was from Yahoo News or might have been from the Hill. Unscripted remarks start to haunt President Biden. Oh. Okay, how about that? Unscripted remarks start. In other words, Biden can't talk for himself. He can't go off the script. You know, when you got a president who's sitting down with uh, Putin and other dictators and you can't go off script, I don't know, seems like a problem to me. I got to tell you, I'm hooked on this uh, sparkling ice drink. I am. I drink about 15 of those a day. It's probably not healthy. Uh, President Biden, back to the story. President Biden has been more freewheeling with his remarks in the last few weeks, leading to slip-ups the White House has uh, had to clean up. Hmm. Now, we all know his slip-ups aren't anything new. We know that. His slip-ups have been happening since, I don't know, I want to say back in the 90s. But the media is acting as if they are new which is kind of hilarious. Uh, the most recent example came Friday when Biden accused Facebook of killing people. Yeah. Did you see that? Biden accused Facebook of quote unquote killing people because of the misinformation spread on social media network about the coronavirus vaccines. Uh, it was a striking statement that triggered a furious response from Facebook. And on Monday, it became clear Biden had gone further and had been more biting than he intended. No. Uh, Eh, maybe. How do you know? Uh, less than three days after his initial remarks, the president reversed course, saying Facebook, quote unquote, isn't killing people. Oh, well, that didn't uh, that changed awfully quick. Uh, he goes on to say, my hope is that Facebook, instead of taking it personally. Well, when you start, Joe, when you start accusing a company of killing people, that's going to get their attention. And they are going to take it personally because killing people, well, that's a bit of a crime. And that's something that you could, even as a company, go to prison for. So, Joe, pretty stupid thing to say. Uh, he says, instead of taking it personally, that somehow I'm saying that somehow he's listened to this, that somehow I'm saying Facebook is killing people. Well, you said Facebook was killing people. It's not somehow. I know it was two days ago, Joe, and you you can't remember what you ate like 10 minutes ago. But you did say it. 
You said Facebook was killing people. Uh, he goes on to say that they would do something about the misinformation, the outrageous information about the vaccine. That's what I meant. Hmm. Who told you to say that, Joe? Uh, Biden's walk back of his original comments was the second time in recent weeks he's been forced to backtrack from public comments that have caused a stir. It caused some uh, consternation among people close to the White House and raised memories of past Biden gaffes. Quote, a little bit cringeworthy, not going to lie, said one major Democratic donor who referenced former President Trump to undermine the discomfort. Quote, I think these sorts of things can be said more artfully and less Trumpy. See that? Even when their stooge is acting like a stooge, they always got to figure out a way to bring, bring Trump in it. I mean, these leftists are obsessed with Trump, and they always have been. Hmm. That's delicious. Uh, in the early months of the administration, Biden was scripted in his remarks. Well, we knew that. He oh, hid in his basement the whole time. Uh, rarely straying from prepared comments and talking points, but the president has made a habit of indulging reporters' questions after events at the White House, leading to more unscripted, unguarded, listen to that, unguarded moments in exchanges with the press. You know, you can make fun of Trump all you want. But at least he was able to have a conversation without cue cards. You might not have liked what he said, and you might not liked how he said it. But at least he was able to think his way through a conversation. Now the media refers to this, these uh, gaffes as unguarded moments in exchange with the press. Unguarded. He's the freaking president of the United States. Uh, those back and forths have led to unforced errors. Oh, boy. Don't you love how the media, the Hill, unforced errors? You know, like it's some sort of like a like a hockey game or a basketball. Do they have unforced errors in basketball? I don't know. I don't know. Don't really know. Uh, never watched an NBA game in my life. So the Suns lost. Don't care. Anyway, moving on. Uh, unforced errors that require class. Uh, clarifications from biden or white house officials during an overseas trip in early june biden held a press conference at nato headquarters where he called on a predetermined list of reporters remember that he was like uh, i have a list of, of people who i can call on uh i can't call on you you're from fox i uh i can't call on you either you're a newsmax guy and uh oh i'll call on you because you're a cnn guy uh, when he took a question from an additional journalist in the room, he joked that he was going to get in trouble with my staff. He didn't joke. He was serious. He wasn't joking. Writer from the Hill. He was, he was being honest in a rare occasion. He was being honest. Uh, days later in Switzerland, Biden again went beyond the initial list of reporters and took a question from CNN's Caitlin Collins. The exchange over why Biden is confident Russian President Vladimir Putin would change his behavior grew to a testy, uh, grew so testy that the president later apologized for being such a wise guy. In mid-June, Biden created a headache for the White House after he told reporters he wouldn't sign bipartisan infrastructure deal unless a reconciliation bill filled the Democratic priorities 
uh, filled with Democratic priorities was passed, too. The off-script comments threw a bipartisan deal into question hours after it had been clinched, and Biden and White House officials spent the following day, deny, days denying the president was making a veto threat. <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, they can you imagine being on the Biden staff? I mean, the headaches. The headaches it must be. We all saw that video. <laughs> maybe you did, maybe you didn't. But uh, Biden was on, he's talking, and at the end he's like, uh, what do you say, Nance? Because Nancy was up on the screen. He's like, what do you say, Nance? Should I uh, should I take some questions? And she couldn't hit the, the cancel button fast enough. And I know she probably had a cancel button. It was probably a big red button. And just blasted and just took him off the air. <laughs> Because Nancy did. Nancy knew. She's like, yeah, this isn't my first day at the rodeo. This guy's a buffoon. I'm not going to let him answer any questions. He wasn't even supposed to ask if he was allowed to take questions. I can't imagine being one of his staff and just following this clown around and just thinking, oh, God, I got to. I got to somehow back that comment or backtrack that comment again, you know, and they probably just take notes one after another. Oh, geez, I can't believe he said that. I can't, you know, I'm waiting for one of the days when they have the big hook and they're just going to hook him off the stage. Uh, on Friday, as he walked to Marine One for a weekend at Camp David, Biden made the killing people remarks about Facebook. Political observers say it's clear the White House knew Biden's comments on Facebook were over the top. You think? You think? And yet he still has a Twitter account. He's still, and he's still on Facebook. I don't think, uh, well, you know, yeah, Trump, I don't think ever talked about, you know, Zuckerberg going out to kill people. Uh, but here we are. I was a bridge too far, said Toby Berkowitz, an associate professional uh, professor of advertising and communication emeritus at Boston University and a former media consultant. Sometimes you say something that is so silly. That's the word he used. Sometimes you say things that are so silly. Oh, really? Like killing people? <laughs> Facebook? Mark Zuckerberg is out trying to kill people. He's killing people. Present tense. Facebook is killing people. And this clown comes out and says, sometimes, you know, you say something that's so silly. Inaccurate and ill-conceived that you have to walk it back. I'm sure the White House thought, let's take our lumps on this one and move on. Boy, aren't they apologetic for the Biden administration? Aren't they just unbelievably apologetic for Joe? Trump didn't get much of that. He didn't get any of it, in fact. They were trying to take Trump down every day, every hour, every minute of the day. Uh, Berkowitz called the Facebook flub pure Uncle Joe. That's what they call, oh, quote, oh, it's just Uncle Joe adding, quote, you can only keep the leash so tight. He's always uh, ad-libbed. He's never been particularly good at it, he said. Now as president, it's just higher stakes. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I'll never forget the time Joe uh, told the handicapped guy to stand up and, you know, stand up, show yourself. And then people were applauding. And uh, he's telling a handicapped guy to, that can't walk to get up out of his wheelchair and stand up. 
good stuff. You can always go back and YouTube that type of stuff. Uh, if it was up to the White House, Lester Morey added, still, there are those who think the straight talk from Biden also has its positives. One Democratic strategist acknowledged that while the remarks could have been put more delicately or more on message, voters like the real talk from from Biden. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, the voters like the real talk. You know, Zuckerberg's killing people. We like that talk. Oh, my goodness. I don't think it's a bad thing, the guy went on to say. It's uh, what distinguishes him from others. This is who Joe Biden is. <laughs> can, you, can you believe this stuff? I mean, really. Unbelievable. Uh, but the strategist said the off-the-cuff remarks by Biden demonstrated a loosening of the guard. Anyway, so there you go. Uncle Joe, he is as nutty as usual. And uh, he's 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 lost his mind. His cheese is off his cracker, and the the media is just out apologizing for him, saying, "Oh, that's you know that's Uncle Joe. People like you know the real talk. Yeah, people like that stuff. That's just Joe being Joe. Unbelievable. Well, we're going to get into some critical race theory stuff in here just in just a second, but I do want to catch up on some of the quotes uh, or the, the comments. There's been a lot of them, and I apologize for not keeping up with them, but I'm only one man here, and I'm running this show. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, let's see. Anger Conservative says, but it would have to pass both the House and Senate. Okay. He uh, Conservative Texan says, yes, Harris gets to pick. But just like Biden, she's a mouthpiece for the left. I'm sure she would pick Nancy. Interesting. Interesting theory, conservative Texan. Uh, Jennifer says the unscripted equals Biden. Yeah, he's a uh, he is off script all the time. Uh, yeah, I think she would pick Hillary. Angry conservative says, yeah, that's a good point, too. I don't know. You know, I think Hillary's sitting on the sidelines, you know, cleaning her weapons or however, I don't know, paying off her assassins, whatever she does. But, uh, you know, she lost to Trump. She's still bitter about it. Who knows if they'll bring her in or not? There's probably who knows? Who knows? Maybe AOC, right? Maybe that's why she's selling all her clothes. And I'll get into that story in just a bit, too. Uh, that would, let's see, that would only assure her being Clinton. <laughs> that's funny. Angry conservative says they're just covering up for the old man. They are, dude. It's so pathetic, isn't it? When you read that article and this guy's a walking clown show and the media is just there to pick up the mess. Uh, angry conservative says, I love what Obama said about Biden. Um, yeah, you have to refresh my memory. There were so many things. Uh, why does Biden have to be guarded from questions when Trump wasn't because Trump could think for himself. Trump was a big boy. He put his pants on by himself and he probably brushed his own teeth and, you know, dare I say, cleaned his own butt which I don't think our current president can do. Uh, let's see, because they don't uh, want to say something stupid like what they're planning. Ah, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Uh, angry conservative says, Joe should have said the, that Dr. Falsely was doing that. Yeah, how about Fauci? And uh, I don't know if you guys saw it. I wasn't going to talk about it, but uh, uh, good old uh, Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci, that exchange. Man, did Fauci look like a squirming little worm, didn't he? 
man, he was uncomfortable. He was like, you know, oh, he couldn't get out of there fast enough. And he finally lashed out at uh, Rand Paul and, and Rand was just, he just played it so well. It was phenomenal. So phenomenal. Uh, that's very true, but won't ever admit it. Let's see what Jennifer has to say. Uh, the only, uh, the only like the real talk from the Dems, but when Trump made a comment about the disabled reporter, what happened then? Yeah, they sure did go after him, didn't they? Uh, angry conservative says Obama said that Biden could F up anything. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, at least, you know, a little honesty from Obama, a little honesty. That's very true. All right. Well, let's jump on to the next story. This was posted on Facebook by a friend of mine, and uh, he's a well-established uh, attorney over in central Pennsylvania. His name's Mark. And he's been doing a lot of, a ton of research about critical race theory. And he was able to post some excerpts from Evanston, Skokie, Illinois, District 65. So this is a school, Evanston, Skokie, Illinois, District 65, public school districts curriculum. This came directly from the curriculum for pre-K. So we're talking three, four years old all the way through eighth graders, 13, 14 years old, right? This is actual excerpts from the curriculum. Whiteness is a bad deal. It always was. How about that? Oh, let's see. Jennifer, she knows a little bit about Evanston. Uh, she says, Evanston is as rich as they get. Oh, isn't that something? Who didn't know that? Well, you, that's what you got to do. You got to pollute the minds of the wealthy schools, the children of the wealthy parents, because the pa the wealthy parents aren't paying attention to what you're teaching them. Uh, it's sad, but it's true. Whiteness is a bad deal. It always was, it says. Uh, it also says racism is a white person's problem, and we're all caught up in it. How about that? Racism is a white person's problem, and we're all caught up in it. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that seems a little bit odd, doesn't it? Uh, the third thing it said, students could consider or students should consider what it means, quote, to be white, but not be a part of whiteness. How about that? You need to consider what it means to be white, but not be part of whiteness. Hmm. What exactly is whiteness? I guess the, that's what you learn about it. Uh, white people have a very, very serious problem, and they should start thinking about what they should do about it. The curriculum says white people have a very, very serious problem. Hmm. And they better start thinking about what to do about it. Uh, in the same way that the systems and the government are controlled by white people. Ah, there's whiteness. See, it w I knew it wouldn't take long to figure out what whiteness is. The systems and the government, the systems, you know, the systems. What's controlled by white people? The systems. That's kind of like they, right? They told me to, well, who's they? Well, you know what they say? Well, who's they? What are the systems? Hmm. I don't know what the systems are, but they are controlled by white people. We know that. And racism being a result of it. Ah, so because the white people, they are in control of the systems, which we don't know what that means, but they're in control of the systems. And because of that, 
racism is a result. Ah, makes so much sense. Uh, so is it with men controlling the systems? Oh, men are control, not only white people, but men are controlling systems and government and messages about women being dumb, weak, and inferior being a result. This is actually a snippet out of this school district's curriculum. How about that? The messages and the systems and the government are all controlled by white people, specifically men. And the messages are about women being dumb, weak, and inferior. Yeah, that's, I, oh, wait a minute. I just got a message. It's from a white guy. It says here on my phone, the message says that uh, women are dumb, weak, and inferior. Oh, interesting. Gotcha. Yeah, that was from a white guy. Uh, let's see. Let's go on. If it is important to disrupt the Western nuclear family dynamics as the best proper way to have a family. Let me repeat that. This is something that the Marxists push. This is something that the Black Lives Matter Marxist organization has been pushing for a long time. It is important to disrupt the Western nuclear family. In other words, you know, when you got a mom and dad in the house and a couple of kids running around with a picket fence, we got to disrupt that because that's racist. See, that is part of, that's one of the systems, the Western nuclear family dynamics we got to disrupt it. That's the best in the proper way to have a family. Oh, so it's better to have, you know, just a single mom who's waiting tables, never home. Maybe, a, maybe a single dad out working, never home. It's better to have, you know, a broken family. That's the way to do it. You know, maybe mom goes out and hooks at night or strips at night. Maybe dad's over on the corner, I don't know, selling dope. That's what we want. Uh, racial injustice means an act or occurrence motivated by anti-blackness or racism. So there you go. So racism is anti-blackness. Hmm. Gotcha. But when they kept... Uh, when they kept the only black conservative candidate off the ballot over uh, for the governor race in California, that wasn't racism. That wasn't anti-blackness. Even though he was the only black guy, they tried everything they could to keep him off the ballot. But that's not racism or anti-blackness. That's uh, nothing to do with racial injustice. Some might argue that. Uh, white people play a big role in the problems of racism today throughout world history. Now, again, understand, okay, if you just tuned in, this is what kids in Illinois are being taught. This is These snippets are, are taken right out of uh, their curriculum. In a uh, pre-K through eighth grade curriculum. White people play a big role in the problems of racism today and throughout world history. To treat everybody equally is a colorblind message, and colorblindness helps racism. Remember that song? I don't know if it was back in the uh, 90s, maybe. Free your mind. Don't be so shallow. Be colorblind. 
Remember that? That was the message that the left in the media and entertainment, that's what they were pushing. Not too long ago to be colorblind. Free your mind. The rest will follow. Be colorblind. Don't be so shallow. Remember that song? Now, apparently what she was doing back in the 90s was she was helping racism because colorblindness helps racism. So, yeah, if you don't treat uh, everybody equally, I'm sorry, if you treat everyone, this, this is so screwed up, it's even screwing me up. To treat everybody equally helps racism. Huh. Burying the truth is something many white people do to ignore racism. They wouldn't know the truth if it bit them in the backside. Uh, Because of the overt and subliminal message about black people being bad, ugly, and inferior to white people, who says this stuff? I know Joe Biden used to say this type of stuff, and and, uh, Bird over there in West Virginia, Robert Bird, he used to believe this type of stuff. But I don't know anybody in my circle of friends or family ever, ever talking about black people being bad, ugly, and inferior to white people. Never said it, never heard it. Black people feel pressure to assimilate or throw away their culture in order to become more like white people in the hopes to be more accepted in society. Well, what exactly is the black culture? What's the black culture become? You tell me. I would love to know. I would love to know exactly what they're referring to when they say the black culture. They're throwing away their own culture. What does that mean? I know what they I know what it means, but I I, I don't know. I don't even feel comfortable saying it. All you got to do is listen to rap music. Isn't rap music, don't they say that rap music is a reflection of their culture? And that's why they get so pissed when white people rap, like Eminem and other whites. They don't want white people rapping because rap music is a reflection or a mirror of their culture. And it's all about hoes and killing cops and beating people up and just everyday ordinary thuggery. Isn't that a culture that maybe... Maybe you want to walk away from over in Lightfoot's district over there in uh, Chicago when over the 4th of July, when 117 people get shot and 19 people are dead. Is that, is that a culture that you want to be part of? Or, or would you like to escape that culture every single day, not knowing if there's going to be bullets flying through the side of your kitchen while you're doing the dishes? Maybe your toddler catches a bullet in the head because that doesn't happen in my culture. That doesn't happen in suburbia. I can go to the, and do the dishes. And I'll be honest with you. I have never been ever once concerned about a car driving by my house and filling my house full of bullet holes. But that goes on every single day, every single weekend in Chicago. I think that sounds to me like a culture that maybe you would want to get away from. But that's me. Students uh, should sign a pledge to be anti-racist. Really? Sign a pledge. 
I want to be white, but I don't want to be involved in whiteness. Yeah. I'm going to sign a pledge. Students should gather in infinite, uh, in affinity groups segregated by skin color. There it is folks. There it is. The same people that are pushing for segregation today are the same people that pushed for segregation back in the sixties under Jim Crow laws, the same people that pushed for segregation all throughout United States history. It's the left. It's the Democrats. It's the progressives. It's the liberals. That is a quote taken directly out of curriculum that's being taught in Illinois to pre-K through eighth grade kids. Students should gather in affinity groups segregated by skin color. They, what do you even say? Students should participate in privilege walks. I don't even know what the hell that is. White students should understand white privilege, internationalized dominance, and microaggressions. Hmm. This isn't education, folks. Critical race theory is not education. It's child abuse. It's racism. It's everything that the left pretends to stand for wrapped up in a colorful package called critical race theory. They are pushing this on our kids. Now, I do want to plug my sponsors. My sponsors are amazing. Jennifer happens to be one. Uh, but let me hit this real quick. Go to saywhatyouwillradio.com. Click the Sponsors tab. You're going to see all of my sponsors right there on the page. Uh, but I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, uh, Grayfeather Farm. I do have a Grayfeather Farm crack attack right in my hand here. I'm going to show it to you. That's what it looks like when you order it. Okay, it comes in a little tub. This is all natural skincare cream. I also use the lotion. The lotion is fantastic. Uh, but I use both the cream and the lotion. And uh, it is, I use it on my, my elbows. You notice, you can see, I have do not have dry elbows. I use it on my feet. And I use the lotion on my scalp. And I use it every day. And it is completely, it, it's, it's changed my life. Check out Gray Feather Farm. Go to saywhatyouwillradio.com. Click the Gray Feather Farm uh, logo right there on the sponsors page and check them out. Her stuff is affordable and it's fantastic. I also want to give a shout out to Good Talk Radio. They, uh, they sponsor me and uh, as well as simulcast my show, the Espinoza Group. Sherry Espinoza is the only realtor that I trust here in Arizona. Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags. It'll handle any size dump. I highly recommend Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags. Check them out on Amazon. Right now they're $9.99 a, a box. You get 120 of them. They smell like lemons and have extra long handles. They are biodegradable. Uh, and uh, Nut Tree Design Company. I'll tell you more about Nut Tree Design Company next week but check them out you can go to all of my sponsors on say what you will radio.com just click the sponsors tab all right let me catch back up let me catch back up on a couple of these uh comments here uh let's see jennifer says anyone of our fam just message me on etsy if you want to order i'll take care of you that's exactly right and she will too she's not just saying that she will she'll take care of you i swear it 
Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm the white girl with blue eyes. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Don't live in your whiteness, Jen. Jen, you got to escape your whiteness. It's all right to be white. You just can't, you know, you can't be living in your whiteness. Uh, uh, you can't do it. I told you a little bit about this story at the beginning of the show. Governor Newsom, who is set to face the recall election on September 14th, made the remarks while he was in uh, uh, Sonoma County on Monday to sign a $12 billion bill intended to combat rampant and growing homelessness in the state. What did he say? What did Governor Newsom say? Well, he invited people, homeless people from other states to come and pursue the California dream. California dream when the skies are gray. Yeah, that song. Yeah. He's encouraging homeless people. I'm sorry I had to do that. I should have never done that. That was just off the cuff, you know, kind of like a Biden off the cuff moment. I'm going to have to walk that back. I wish I had staff that could walk that back. Uh, The bill, which is part of Newsom's California comeback plan. Yeah, because people are leaving in droves, you moron, and they're still going to continue to do that. Because why? Because your cities are littered with homeless and human crap. That's right. I said it. Crap. Feces. Piles. I guess you could buy some Ranger Rob pet poopy bags and walk along the streets of uh, San Francisco and pick up human crap. I guess you could do that. I don't know why people don't. I don't know why people just don't go out and buy $100,000 worth of Ranger Rob pet poopy bags and just walk up and down the streets of San Fran and L.A. and just pick up all the crap. And then they can take those bags of crap and leave them at Nancy's uh, inner driveway. If you can get past the wall, Uh, my understanding, there's a wall. Walls don't work, but. Well, we'll start. Anyway, uh, the bill, which is part of Newsom's California comeback plan, aims to make home ownership more affordable by requiring that at least 20% of state owned property be made available to lower income and very low income individuals and families. Very low income, he says. According to Politico, uh, KABC TV, during the visit, the governor was asked if he was concerned about California becoming a potential magnet for homeless people from other states, given all the money is spending, uh, it's spending to address the issue. Quote, to the extent that people want to come here for new beginnings and all income levels, that's part of the California dream, Newsom responded, going on to say that Californians, quote, have a responsibility to accommodate and enliven, enliven and inspire newcomers. So while all the taxpayers, all the hardworking taxpayers are leaving California because it's a crap hole, he's inviting homeless people. They have the fastest growth in homeless people. When you add up all 49 states, the other 49 states, they have more homeless people coming to California than all 49 states combined. That's a problem. That is a problem. Newsom defended the plan by adding that the California dream is still alive and well. Mm. Right. 
After hearing of Newsom's remarks, former Republican mayor of San Diego, Kevin Falconer, told social media to slam the plan. This is crazy, tweeted Falconer, who is one of 40 candidates challenging Newsom for his gubernatorial seat. I have incredible compassion for homeless Californians, but no, we should not be encouraging homeless people from other parts of the country to move to California. Mm. You know, the maybe, you know, with these all these illegal hotels popping up all over Arizona, maybe, you know, because what they do, they bring all these migrants and then they take them to these hotels and they give them new clothes and give them a bath and a nice meal. And then they take them to a plane or a bus somewhere and ship them out to the country somewhere. Maybe the government ought to just fly all these homeless people or bus all these homeless people right to Newsom's front yard. Why not? You know, in search of the California dream. Falconer told KABC TV that he wants to debate Newsom publicly for uh, to force him to stand up and try and defend this this record. Uh, again, California's homeless, uh, homelessness crisis was already bad. In 2019, the Golden State's homelessness increase was higher than any or all other states combined, but the situation was made even worse during the pandemic. Cities across the state experienced enormous rises in levels of homelessness as a pandemic-related lockdowns slowed the economy, and the crisis was not subverted by liberal initiatives like the one in San Francisco where free alcohol, marijuana, and cigarettes were provided to homeless people. <laughs> what? what is California doing? Seriously, what is, what is Gavin Newsom doing why is he doing this i mean is there going to be a big push is gavin newsom if he doesn't if he makes it past this recall is he going to get it, like run around and just get a group of people to just register all these homeless people to vote i'll listen i'll give you some pot give you some cigarettes free beer free alcohol i'll give you a bottle of rum a big uh big joint and some cigarettes. All you got to do is vote for Gavin Newsom. Is this his way to hold power? Is this how desperate Gavin Newsom is to hold power? Newsom for one should try, uh, should be trying to make his state less attractive for homeless people. After all, the governor was attacked by a homeless person in Oakland last month. <laughs> Uh, people, yeah. I mean, you can't, you just can't make this up. You can't make this stuff up. You can't. Wow. Let's get to some of the, uh, let's get to some of the, uh, things here. Uh, Jennifer says, Hey, John, let him invite the homeless. Let the Dems take care of them. That's what they think Americans should be doing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm all for it, Jen. I'm all for it. I mean, this is Gavin Newsom's desperate, uh, I guess, idea to stay elected, stay in power, get as many homeless people here, give them a six pack, a couple, maybe a bag of dope. And uh, I don't know, you know, maybe, you know, a carton of cigarettes and uh, just all you got to do is vote for Gavin. That's all. Here I have the form here. I'll help you sign it out. I'll help you fill it out once you're done and you vote for Gavin then uh, we'll hook you up with a, a bunch of uh, addictive substances. 
Uh, Jennifer says, take our vets out there first and let the vets take care of them. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, all the homeless vets. Yeah, nobody cares about them. Nobody cares about them, but we'll house uh, all the uh, illegal migrants right there. Uh, the UN is in D.C. now. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Oh, Latin Patriot's in the room. How you doing, Latin Patriot? I hope you're doing well. Absolutely. Let's see. Jennifer, or I'm sorry, conservative says to Jennifer, not all vets support the U.S., sadly. Just took an uh, Evan Heffer and Matt Best from Black. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Black Rifle Coffee Company. Yeah, what a... Wow, man, did they uh did they completely do a 180, didn't they? Man, I think they might have shot themselves in the foot. No no uh, pun intended. Hope you're having a good evening. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. Angry Conservative says, uh, "John Smith, do you know what SS stands for in San Francisco?" <laughs> I don't know, but the the word shit might be in there. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Tell me what, what it stands for. What's up with Black Rifle Comp- uh, Coffee Company? I've missed something. Yeah. Yeah. So they came out and uh, they're they're kind of, uh, um, let's say, kind of rhino-ish. Yeah. I, they kind of, the, the kid who defended himself, that young kid that de- defended himself over in Minnesota, uh, they basically said that he was like a POS which is, uh, yeah, pissed a lot of people off. Uh, Latin says uh, with a smile, yeah, thanks, of course. And uh, yes, Nana, they screwed up big time again. Yep, okay, angry conservative says, I see, I was right. I got one of the words right, the shit squad over there. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm telling you, a bunch of bags of Ranger Rob poopy bags, we'll go over and, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. You could leave with like the bubonic plague or something. I'm not... I am not going anywhere where there's just blocks of human feces. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, this is an interesting story, but I'll skip that. I don't want to get into abortion tonight. Uh, oh, let's see. Jennifer says, hey, uh, someone just ordered off my Etsy site. Please let me know who you are if it was any one of you. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, let's see. Conservative Texan says they did an interview with the New York times called most of their base racists and then went on a different live and tried to cover it up. Yeah. See, Mm, not good, not good for the black rifle coffee company. Hey, uh, whoops. Well, I talked about this at the beginning. This is one of the headlines I talked about. United States government tracking more than 200 people in 27 states after they possibly came in contact with the monkeypox. Now, I don't know about you, but I have never heard of the monkeypox. Never once. Never heard of the monkeypox. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention are monitoring more than 200 people across 27 states for possible exposure to the monkeypox, the New York Post reported, after they were reportedly in contact with a Texas resident who was said to have contracted the disease in Nigeria. You know, why is it that these insane diseases never start in the United States? Is it because we're not eating bats or who knows where the monkeypox came from? I don't know. I don't know, but uh, none of these diseases, even malaria, none of this stuff ever, ever happens in the United States. Is that just a coincidence or is that my, my whiteness coming out? Is that my, you know, racist whiteness being exposed? Maybe it is. 
Maybe it is. Uh, well, what is monkeypox? The disease is related to smallpox. Oh, fantastic. The outlet notes adding that no additional cases of the diseases have been detected at the time of the reporting. The illness, a disease that can be transmitted through respiratory droplets and bodily fluids, can cause fevers, swollen glands, chills, and pus-filled blisters. I mean, there's nothing worse. Nothing worse than waking up and having your face covered in pus-filled blisters. Monkeypox has an incubation period of about 17 days. The federal government is working alongside state and local jurisdictions to monitor the 200 people who reportedly came in contact with the Texan. The Post reported that the unnamed Texas patient traveled from Lagos, Nigeria to Dallas, Texas with a layover in Atlanta on July 8th and 9th, nearly a week before being diagnosed with the rare bug. Ugh. Ugh. How would you like that? You got a couple bumps on your face, on your arm, whatever you go to the doctor, he or she. Oh, sorry, sir. You got the monkey pox. Those people under health uh, department surveillance include airline passengers, workers and patients, family members and others. And will follow up with those people on a daily basis until July 30th. Quote, it's a lot of people were uh, in the time frame where we certainly want to close closely monitor people. Yeah, I think you would, said Andrea McCollum, epidemiologist for the National Center for Emerging Zoonotic. How about that? Zoonotic and infectious diseases, according to the outlet. We define uh, we define indirect contact as being within six feet of the patient in the absence of an N95 or any filtering respirator for greater than or equal to three hours. Let me tell you this. Okay, if he had a layover in Atlanta, okay, have you ever been to the Atlanta airport? The Atlanta airport is one of the biggest, busiest airports in the world. In fact, it might be the busiest airport in the United States. I'm not 100% sure on that, but it might be one of the busiest. So if he had a layover, that means he got out of his plane that probably had a couple hundred people on it. And then he walked through one of the busiest airports in the nation and they only came up with 200 people. Mm. Uh, uh, I don't mean to be a pessimist or anything, but it's probably more like 3000 people. Cases outside of West Africa are reportedly Rare, the United States has not seen a monkeypox outbreak since 2003 when at least 47 confirmed and probable cases were traced to a shipment of exotic animals. Oh boy. Hey, listen, if you were if you were listening to this uh the Good Talk Radio simulcast, the show is about to end, but you can hear the rest of the show on saywhatyouwillradio.com. Thanks for listening. All right, let's catch up with some of these uh comments here. Uh let's see. Latin Patriot says, he's a nice, intelligent young man. I'm very proud of him. Are you talking about me, Latin Patriot? Because I appreciate that. Just kidding. Uh, Latin Patriot says, my son said, sorry, sir, you have the Twitter virus. Means you're stupid as, oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know who he's talking about. Uh, Angry Conservative says, is monkeypox like smallpox? Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's apparently what uh, what the article said, so. Yeah, if you wake up, if you were happen to be in the Atlanta airport a couple days ago and you wake up and your arms covered with pussy 
Oh, just get to a doctor. Uh, let's see. Conservative, uh, angry conservative says, I don't drink coffee, but I have their shirts and stuff like that. Uh, oh, you buy their stuff. Okay. Yeah. Promote their, yeah. You promote their stuff, right? You promote their stuff. That's, uh, yeah. And my understanding was they're not that inexpensive either. Uh, conservative says, Nana, I just sent you a screenshot on discord of the donation to Biden. Oh, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, he meant lefties. Ah, lefties. I got you, Latin Patriot. I'm I'm with you. I'm following you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, uh, speaking of selling expensive clothing, right? Uh, that was a good segue there. Um, I want to get into this story. This is actually uh, about AOC, our favorite idiot over there in Washington, D.C., AOC sells merchandise for a profit, gets called out for using capitalism to push socialism. She claims it's not capitalism. Well, how about that? Yeah, so she is uh, a complete idiot. Now, remember, she has, oh, let me take that uh, that quote down there. There we go. Uh, she has a degree, supposedly, from a very expensive school uh, in economics and apparently doesn't know what socialism is because she loves socialism. She pushes, uh, pushes socialism all the time. And, uh, yet she's selling all this crap and making a bunch of money. So far left democratic rep, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez has a plan to promote her socialist message and found, uh, to fund her campaign, get people to buy and don merchandise touting her and her agenda. But no one should dare call it capitalism. Reuters reported Monday that the socialism touting lawmaker is now, quote, investing heavily in her own online store. Where she's hawking merchandise, capitalizing on her AOC brand. And some of her favorite slogans. So I'm going to show you this garbage. OK, if you happen to be watching, uh, but this stupid little bag, this is a tote bag. It says Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez right there on the front of the bag. And Ocasio is highlighted and it's kind of like a, I don't know, like a bluish color. And it's got the upside down exclamation point and the regular exclamation point, one at the front, one at the end, uh, to show that she's Hispanic or Latina. I wonder if she goes by Latinx. But anyway, uh, this stupid bag, if you happen to be watching the show, not listening, this stupid bag here. It's probably a $3 Chinese bag. You can buy it on her website for 27 bucks. That's right. $27. So let me ask you this. Do you think she's asking less than what she, or more, less or more than she paid for it? Hmm. I wonder. I wonder. Now look at this stupid uh, sweatshirt here. This is just a, your standard run of the mill $5 sweatshirt that you can buy from any Chinese, uh, uh, procurement centers, but, uh, basically on the front of this shirt, it says in, uh, some like childish, uh, font tax the rich. And then it says AOC underneath it. So tax the rich. What do you think this, uh, sweatshirt goes for? What do you think? Just take a stab. I'll give you a second to talk amongst yourselves, but this ridiculous sweatshirt that looks like it was made by a seven-year-old this you can purchase on her website for 58 dollars. it's a five dollar sweatshirt 
How about that? Tax the rich. That's right. Slam it home, AOC. That's right. Uh, this is the next one that you can purchase. This is a green t-shirt. This is probably a, maybe a $3, $2 t-shirt. And, uh, on the front of it, it says the green new deal in really annoying font, the green new deal. You can get this shirt for $27, a t-shirt that's worth maybe three bucks. 27 bucks. And then the next one here, this is uh, one of my favorites. This one here is another stupid t-shirt, just like this one here, maybe a different color, the tax, the rich uh, sweatshirt. But this one says drink water and don't be racist. You can buy this t-shirt right now on AOC's shop for $58. Walk around with a shirt that says drink water and don't be racist. And then finally, my favorite one here, this is a t-shirt. It's got a picture of a ice cream maker on the front of it, like a big ice cream, like, or not ice cream, but ice uh, machine that you would see out in front of your local grocery store. And uh, witty, she puts a little witty message on the front of it. It says abolish ice. I wonder, I wonder if anybody wearing this shirt actually thinks it's about ice cubes. I wonder. Well, you can buy this t-shirt for 27 bucks. What do you think that's worth? Three bucks, four bucks? There you go. So according to the news agency, the lawmakers campaign paid more than $1.4 million to Financial Innovations, which runs and supplies AOC's online store in the first six months of 2021, nearly twice what she paid the firm over the last two years combined, and it's more... Uh, than many congressional members spent on their entire re-election efforts over the same six-month period. So she's invested $1.4 million. Listen to me, okay? She's invested $1.4 million into T-shirts that say tax the rich. The left-wing New Yorker is using her star power to likely rake in a lot of cash through her store. Andrew Frawley, who ran the merchandise portion of Andrew Yang's failed 2020 presidential campaign, told Reuters that the Ocasio-Cortez campaign could be making a 50% profit or more on much of its sales. Wow. So you invest $1.4 million, you get 50%, so you get another... I don't know, $700,000. That sounds like profit to me. That sounds like capitalism. All of this while selling shirts that say tax the rich. You can't make this stuff up. Uh, but when Sean Spicer, former President Donald Trump's one-time press secretary, dared to point out that AOC was benefiting from the capitalist system she loves to decry, the leftist congresswoman was not pleased and attempted to argue that she was not engaging in capitalism. In tweet linking to Reuters report, Spicer wrote, using capitalism to push socialism. Well, yeah, and that's the facts. AOC responded to Spicer's tweet by trying to claim that spending money to buy merchandise and then capitalize on her fans' love of her personal brand by reselling said merchandise at a higher price, a.k.a. profit, is not actually capitalism. This is the buffoon that has an economics degree from a highfalutin university. Quote, not sure if you know this, Sean. I wish I could speak like her, but I can't. 
No, maybe I don't wish I could speak like her. Maybe I'm thankful I can't. She says, not sure if you know this, Sean, but transactions aren't capitalism. Ocasio-Cortez tweeted. She went on to say capitalism is a system that prioritizes profit at any and all human enviro cost. I, I can't. I can't. No one can be this stupid. It just can't. You can't be this stupid and have $1.4 million to invest into clothing. She acts stupid. Maybe she is stupid. I don't know. I don't know, but I just can't. She goes, but FWIW, for what it's worth, I assume that's what it, that's what the hip people say, FWIW, our shop is unionized. So doesn't operate for profit. Well, just because it's a nonprofit doesn't mean it isn't making money. Okay. That's the biggest lie out there because all you got to do is turn around and invest that money back into the business. And you can do that by paying people. It doesn't operate for profit and funds projects like free tutoring food. Oh, it funds free tutoring. It's not free. If it has to fund it, you moron. If you have to fund something, it's not free. You idiot. Food programs and local organizing, she added. Oh, local organizing. So maybe her shirts that she's selling, maybe they uh, they go to pay Antifa folks that are burning other businesses down. Maybe she funds Antifa folks and Black Lives Matter people to go run around her New York neighborhood and burn other T-shirt shops down so she can corner the market. Who knows? Hot Air Zed Morrissey offered a quick tutorial for the lawmaker who graduated cum laude from Boston University, there you go, with a degree in economics. Is this capitalism? Let us consider. Ocasio-Cortez had to invest some money, capital, if you will, into this venture to get it started, right? She made a free will choice to risk some capital into a venture that produces goods, merchandising that she hopes will fetch a price in the market that will at least cover the manufacturing cost and produce enough over that baseline to fund her political campaigns. That amount over the baseline of overhead is profit in its basic economic sense, no matter what use Ocasio-Cortez makes of it. In fact, the entire purpose of merchandising is to capitalize on a popular concept, or in other words, to draw out its value in cash. That's true, whether the merchandise is Star Wars figurines, Brady Bunch lunchboxes, Barack Obama Cisse Puede t-shirts, or AOC's products. AOC is monetizing her fame by literally selling it. AOC has yet to explain how exactly what she is doing is not capitalism. Can you believe this crap? I mean, I, I, I can't. Well, let's get to some of the comments here. There's been a bunch of them. Uh, let's see. Jennifer says, oh, John, I think you need to get on that and do some research reporting. Yeah. You know, I want to find out, Jennifer, I want to find out if her t-shirts and all this type of stuff for being purchased from china china i think aoc buys her stuff from china 
China sells a lot of that stuff. It's huge. It's a huge market over in China. Uh, let's see. Uh, does she even know who is making those crappy items for her? I don't think she does, Jennifer. Or maybe she does. I think we can all say probably 12-year-old Chinese kids. The ones that didn't make it to the Olympics. Those ones. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Latin Patriot says, uh, hey, guys, sorry I missed saying hi back, y'all. No worries. No worries, Latin Patriot. We're not offended by that at all. Uh, shouldn't lose shirts. Oh, shouldn't those shirts be free since she wants to be a socialist? Well, that's what I would think. That's what I would think, right? I mean, shouldn't she? I mean, if she's social, if she truly believes in socialist, then the government should own the T-shirt manufacturing company. She shouldn't have anything to do with it. She should, you know, get what whatever the government decides to print is what uh, we should, and we should all buy it from the government. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, let's see. No worries, Latin patron. Oh no, yeah, there we go. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, what else we have here? Jennifer says, uh, "I think we all read typos, at least for my sake. I hope so. I don't know what that means." There's a lot of conversation taking place uh, within the chatters. A Latin Patriot, very, but I'm uh, staying up for this live. Oh, you're very tired. Okay. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Uh, let's see. Laugh out loud. You and me both, Jen. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, oh, Jennifer has one more thing. On a side note, uh, can you give a take on what your plans are and why, if you can mention what, uh, why happened with the YouTube thing? I kind of missed that. Ah, Jennifer. Yes. Well, Jennifer, I talked about a subject that apparently I didn't know, but I wasn't allowed to talk about it. And uh, it was my second slap on the wrist, which means two weeks into pokey. So I'm uh, here on my other channel because I don't know. I just like to do this type of crap. And I can't, I can't sit back for two weeks and not do a live YouTube show. There's too much stuff going on. Too much stuff going on. So yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh, Latin Patriot says, so why do socialists believe in giving up arse for free too? I'm not sure what that means. Giving up arse. Arse. Anyway, uh, expand on your thought there. Uh, Jennifer, uh, well, we got a couple other things. Hold on one second. Uh, conservative, uh, he talked about, yep, that's exactly right. You got it. Jennifer, read what the conservative Texan just said there. I didn't realize I wasn't allowed to have an opinion on that. Well, we want to support you any way we can. Well, I appreciate that, Jennifer. That's very kind of you. All right. Well, I got one last story for tonight. And uh, this one, this one, yeah, this is the world we're living in. California. We're back to California. Women inmates condemn California pro-trans law for forcing them to be housed with and abused by men. State hands out condoms and pregnancy resources. <laughs> I mean, did you hear that? I mean, uh, women locked up in California's largest women's prison are up in arms following the introduction of new pregnancy resources and contraceptives that they say reveals the problem with the state's decision to let biological males to be housed in women's facilities, according to a report from the Christian Post, citing a post from the Women's Liberation Front. 
Wolf, W-O-L-F, a left-wing feminist organization, said Thursday that officials at the Central California Women's Facility began providing the new resources, including condoms. Why would you need a condom in a women's prison? If it's all women, what are you doing with a condom? And if, if a trans woman is truly a woman, why do you need a condom? You know why? Because trans women, most of them still have their ding-dongs. And they still think like men. After the state began implementing a new law allowing male prisoners who identify as female to be transferred to the women's prison. So all you need to do is identify as a female. You still got the ding dong. Still got the, you know, twig and berries. But as long as you identify as a female, we'll put you in the women's prison. This is what's happening in this country. That's apparently part of the California dream. If you're homeless, we'll get you high. We'll get you stoned. We'll get you drunk, whatever. We'll give you a carton of cigarettes. That's part of the uh, California dream. Come to California homeless. And if you do something stupid and you go to prison and you got your little ding dong and you, you think you're a lady, we'll just put you in with the women. So you'll be showering with a bunch of women. Since the new law, SB 132, went into effect in January, the state has received nearly 300 requests for transfer, all but six of them asked to be moved to a women's facility. And none of the requests have been denied, the Los Angeles Times reported. About 20 of the requests have been processed so far, the women's advocacy group said. So this is a left-wing women's advocacy group fighting for women in California that is just filled with left-wing lunacy. The left-wingers are fighting the left-wingers. Who is dumber? Who was more ridiculous? According to Wolf, the new resources, including never before needed condoms, because there were there weren't any ding dongs floating around there from the state, are uh, nothing less than a tactic admission or a tacit tacit admission by officials that women should expect to be raped when housed in prison with men, which an inmate described to the group as a nightmare's worst nightmare. One inmate in CCWF told the Times that prison guards have warned them to expect sexual violence. This is not even funny. This isn't funny. If there's a woman that's in, in the California prison system or jail system for making a mistake, driving drunk or whatever, there's a good chance that this woman is now susceptible to being raped by men who pretend they're women. This is terrible. That if we think it's bad now, be prepared for the worst, that it's going to be off the hook. It's going to be jumping, Tamika Johnson, 41, told the Times. They say we're going to need a facility that's going to be like a maternity ward. They say we're going to have an inmate program where inmates become nannies. 
The fact that all sex is deemed illegal in California prisons makes the newly revealed resources an apparent contradiction. I hate to break it to you guys. If you're going to make sex illegal in prison, you've got to remember that people that are in prison, they're there because they already did something illegal. I don't think the law really applies to their mentality. I don't think they're law-abiding citizens. So when you say, well, don't worry about putting the the women with the ding-dongs and with the women without the ding-dongs because any type of sexual activity is illegal in the prison. More from Wolf about the newly posted resources. New posters recently appeared in medical rooms outlining the options available to pregnant people in prison, including parental care, abortion, and adoption. Well, that's nice. At least there's abortion. At least, you know, if the if the woman with the ding-dong knocks up the woman without the ding-dong, she can go get an abortion on the government dime. That's this is this is the government's utopia. This is the left-wing utopia that we've all been promised. Isn't it isn't it just a lovely lovely utopia? Uh, the poster also declares that women have the right to contraceptive counseling and your choice of birth control methods by licensing healthcare providers within 60 to 180 days prior to scheduling a release date. That's lovely. Uh, however, the only methods available to incarcerated women to prevent pregnancy are condoms, which appeared shortly after the men and Plan B emergency contraceptives. The organization also said that multiple California women's prisons are increasingly uh, or increasing security measures in preparation for potentially hundreds of new dangerous and violent men living alongside the vulnerable female inmate population. Are you starting to get why? Are you starting to understand why now people on the left, if you're paying attention, are you starting to understand why the Asian dude over at the Wee Spa in LA with him whipping out his ding dong in front of young girls, why it's wrong. Even the left wing organization known as Wolf, W-O-L-F, even they're disgusted. Even they are disgusted by what's taking place in this country. Are you starting to wake up Men, I don't care how much they think they're women, they're not. They're not women. They're mentally ill, or they just don't want to live with men in prison, so now they have the right to just say, well, I'm a woman. I don't want to live with men in prison. I'm a woman. I'll go live with the women. Uh, Wolf reported that one, one woman made a plea to help during a recent CCWF event Quote, how do we feel safe in our community? When we reach out for help, we get nothing, the woman reportedly said. There has been uh, an assault on a woman, and we still are silenced. Does anyone uh, care that we're being forced to house with six foot two, 250-pound men with penises that are here for brutally raping women, she continued, Wolf said. We have been warned by the officials in this prison. More are coming with worse charges. Where is the safety concern for us? If we, this is unbelievable, folks. This is unbelievable. You know, we thought it was horrific to have a dude who thinks he's a chick lifting weights in the Olympics. There are men who have murdered people 
or have stuck a gun in somebody's face and they are now in gen pop with vulnerable women. If we say, if we say we are in fear, we are the ones locked up. Another female inmate told Wolf, you might as well declare the prison as co-ed ship us off to Pelican Bay. The California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation claims the possibility of pregnancy was considered in the development of SB 132. How? How? If a man claims he's a woman, how can he then get another woman pregnant? So how could you consider that in the development of SB 132? And that it had procedures in place related to pregnancy, including the fact that sexual acts are already prohibited in prison and subject to disciplinary action. You think some horny dude, you think that's that's locked up in prison, do you think he cares if he's going to receive disciplinary action as as long as he can manhandle a, a woman and rape her? You think he's worried about getting thrown in solitary? You've got to be kidding me. These people that come up with this stuff, they ought to be the ones in prison. And if there's if there's any women in government that came up with this, that had anything to do with the writing of this, they should be imprisoned and they should be rooming with this six foot two, 250-pound guy with the erection. But they all live in their ivory tire, towers and they're all protected. The left claims to be for women. They're not for women. This is disgusting. Yet, uh, after the biological males began being transferred into CCWF, the prison began providing condoms to inmates, Wolf said. In a piece for the Santa Monica Observer, Amber Jackson, an inmate at CCWF, revealed that multiple trans women transferred to the prison still had penises and were HIV positive. It's not Facebook that are killing people, Joe. It's not Facebook that are killing people. It's your left-wing comrades that are running California. That's who that's who's killing people, Joe. You're putting HIV positive men with boners in a prison with women. The biological males, Jackson said, were abusing and having sex with many of the female inmates. This, according to Jackson, led to the prison's new condom policy. That'll solve everything. Condoms are the, that'll solve everything. In subsequent item for the Observer, Jackson wrote that the women at the prison are now prey for men. They are. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. Call yourself a woman all you want, Jackson said, but when you have man when you, when you have men with a penis that works as it was designed to do, the problem in a women's prison uh, group shower let me read that again, but when you have man with a penis that works as it was designed to do, that's a problem in a woman's prison group shower room. That's a problem. Well, folks. I don't know what you what we what you think about this is a true story. This is not from the Babylon Bee or whatever it is. This is a real story. This is what's happening in California. 
I just, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Uh, Latin Patriot says John Smith should uh, say grape instead. Not sure what that means. Uh, would uh, have been nice for them to pass those condoms out for the past few decades so they don't spread STDs that we uh, taxpayers pay for. Yeah. Condoms don't solve all the problems. Uh, I hate to say this, but I hope that someone that voted for this bill is a female loved one in the female prison and they get pregnant by one of these transgender women. I'm telling you, angry conservative. I mean, they, they've got HIV. They could, you know, that of course leads to AIDS. These pe- That's a death sentence. And they're being put in, I mean, come on. Wow. You know, when I, when I found that article, I read the headline. I was like, oh, this ought to be good. This ought to be interesting. I think I'll read this one to the group for the podcast. And uh, it sickens me. It literally sickens me that this is going on in this world. Well, anyway, that's about all I got, guys. Uh, I want to appreciate everybody, or I, I appreciate everybody for being here and i want to thank everyone angry conservative thanks for being here my brother jennifer thanks for being here latin patriot you're amazing thank you for being here conservative texan dude i'm glad you're back man uh we've missed you we missed you know i know you've been dealing with some crap but uh, i'm glad you're back and uh thanks for uh coming to the show tonight and being part of it uh and i'm there's i'm sure there's other people that have been here i just uh i don't want to miss anybody but uh it's not on purpose but anyway, guys, uh, that's it. That's all I got for the show tonight. I will will be back. Uh, I may be I may be doing a show Saturday. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. But if not, I will definitely be back Monday uh, Monday evening. And uh, until then, be nice to one another. God bless and uh, take care of yourselves. <laughs>